Welcome back to the Access Code Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the fly pod himself, Cody. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how Jay-Z was inducted into the Rock Hall of Fame. I'm going to be doing a review of Still Over It, Summer Walker's album, but I bring someone special to do the review with me. And of course, Two for Tuesdays. So let's dive in. Somebody's pulling me close to the ground. I ain't panicked. I've been here before. Seems like only yesterday when I got up on that stage in front of that crowd and showed them who was who and what was what. Man, look at these suckers. I ain't no rapper. I'm a hustler. Just so happens I know how to rap. Okay, I'm reloaded. Uh huh. I did it again, niggas. <laughs> Fucked up, right? I know. I know what y'all niggas asking yourself. Is it gonna ever fall off? No. A lot of speculation on the monies I've made, honeys I've slayed. How is he for real? Is that nigga really paid? Hustlers I've met or dealt with direct. Is it true he stayed in beef and slept with a tech? What's the position you hold? Can you really match a triple platinum artist buck by buck? But only a single going gold. Rockefeller shit fold. And you left out in the cold. Is it back to charge your motherfuckers 11 for a O? For the millionth time asking me questions like Wendy Williams harassing me. Then get upset when I catch feelings. Can I get a minute to breathe? And in that minute you leave. While I'm looking at my row, ice spinning on my sleeve. Ugh, nice watch. Do you really have a spot? Like you said in front of foe, and if so, what block? What you doing in LA with Filipinos and essays? Latinos and Chevys down by Pico with Federico. I answer all your questions, but then y'all got to go. Now the question I ask you is how bad you wanna know? Black! This is episode 32 from your favorite 32 year old, me, Access Code. How is everybody doing? I know I'm asking a question. You can't answer me back, but I hope when you're listening, you are answering the question. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Hope you had a good week. I hope you had a good weekend and everything in between. So, for real, this was um, it was a good weekend. I can I'll go ahead and say, first of all. Out the gate, it was a lot of anniversary stuff, a lot of stuff that I enjoyed when I was younger, and it, and it just happened to all just line up in this anniversary thing. I think it's a Scorpio thing because we still part of the Scorpio season and everything like that. So uh, first things first, uh, we dropped in the past week, In My Lifetime Volume 1 from Jay-Z, American Gangster from Jay-Z, Fade of Black Movie from from jay-z so yeah that happened but then also the don Columinati, the seventh day theory machiavelli uh, one of Pac's hardest albums not his best one but his hardest one you can definitely contest if you listen to both projects uh liquid swords from jizza it was it was definitely an anniversary type week so yeah um props up to all that and everything and for me my canes won they played exceptionally well Let's say that. Um, but I'm, I'm liking the quarterback. This week is Florida State. So it's fuck the nose. But at the same time, y'all, hey, I hope that uh, this can be a good episode for you because, you know, I got some good for the for the ladies, you know. And, you know, for me, I definitely enjoy uh, Summer Walker's project. But we'll get to the review and I'll have someone special with me 
to go ahead and do that review with me. But one thing I definitely want to highlight out the gate is the fact that because uh, I didn't have a chance to talk about it. And for those of you that should know me uh, either on a personal level or from just listening to my podcast and becoming a listener and a supporter of mine, you know that my favorite rapper is Jay-Z, like the GOAT is Jay-Z, Hove. I'm for real. My man is definitely uh, just somebody that's been doing doing this rap thing and the business thing for years and still been able to go strong and everything like that. But one thing I want to highlight that I didn't highlight last week, uh, because, you know, definitely had my man Worm on. But at the same time, I can definitely talk about this uh, since I'm back into the uh, to the to, to the normal setting, how I do the podcast sometimes when I don't have a guest. But I do on this episode. But it is what it is, is um, it's definitely talking about a whole Hall of Fame. He was inducted on the 30th of October and I haven't had a chance to talk about it. So. Might as well go ahead and bring it on to the forefront for this episode, for real. First off, big props to Jay-Z for getting this this recognition. I know that a lot of those times is, is you know, for a lot of people to, to get um, definitely recognized for something like this, it's the case of the hard work and dedication that they were able to do for a, uh, a long time and... And at the same time, I'm just I'm proud for him because he went out there and just just became one of the greatest rappers, business moguls to to do it. And we have to go ahead and recognize that while we still have him, because it's a lot of people that didn't even get to do their own speeches like a Tupac or Biggie. And, you know, well deserving for those guys as well. But um, first things first, before I really get into it uh, for, for Jay, big props up to LL Cool J um, for getting it. Because for real, LL is definitely somebody who, when you think of the 80s, he's definitely part of that thing. You got Run DMC, you had, um, you know, Big Daddy Kane, you had, you know, Rakim or uh, just the Beastie Boys. You know, a, a lot of those people were very influential into the game, especially when you think about the the Kango hats or the Adidas. Now I'm an '80s baby, but I was only an '80s baby for about mm, really two and a half months, basically. So I'm really born in the '80s, grew up in the '90s. That's kind of how I describe myself. But LL is definitely somebody who is very influential. So for, first of all, I will say this: he should have been in there a lot sooner than getting it this year. But now since he has it, I'm proud of him. We'll go off that. But um, my man Hove, what can you say about him? First off, uh, for Dave Chappelle, big props to him for, for doing the, uh, the induction. It, and then also the, the video package that they had with Missy and um, Kendrick Lamar. I really uh, enjoyed that. It just, it, for some reason, it's one of those things where. When I look at something like this, it's like when they do the icon stuff at a BET Awards or MTV Music Awards and stuff. But for Jay-Z to be a part of the Rock Hall of Fame, big situation. I love it. So, you know, big props to Dave Chappelle, even though everything we're going on with him right now. But we got to give him props. I mean, we talking about a hip hop lover, a big hip hop hit. You know, look, look, look at the block party and look what he does sometimes in the episode. Get a most deaf, a Talib Kweli, an old Kanye in common and all that. 
But for Jay, first off, I have to say this. He thanked Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, Big L, Chuck D. Um, I love that. I love that. Even really went into for KRS-One being a teacher and talk about it's, it's cool to be smart. You know, because th that's something that definitely uh, is it should be recognized. I thought he was going to say something about the blueprint, but, you know, hey, good good to that. But then I'm... Um, it's just for like the look at this as somebody who's starting up to do the podcast and hope one day that my podcast, my voice will rec be recognized through the airwaves and the for more listeners years to come. You know, you know, you have to start from the bottom. And of course, he was, you know, no exception to that. With that being said, Clark Kent was recording the first demo with Jay. I'm happy he talked about that. That was super cool um, because. My first introduction of knowing who Clark Clark Kent was was just reading um, a Wikipedia page on Reasonable Doubt and just know he did some beats and stuff like that. So that's just something how I like that. And I'll, and also just because I want to say this really quick, I love hearing about the story about Reasonable Doubt and how they just was able to to put that project together. To me, it's my favorite story of a debut album of any debut album the story behind it versus the actual work and the work is even great. So want to say that, um, him being turned down from record label to record label. And I always wish, you know how you wish you could be a fly on the wall to even know that the fact that he had, you know, the doors just shut in his face and he was able to basically like, look, y'all didn't want me. So I'm going to do this and then even become bigger. And I feel like God has a plan for everyone. So doors have to be, you know, shut in your face in the beginning but then at one point you will prevail that and so i i look at that as even more inspiration to even think you know what you know if this podcast is at a certain you know level you know who knows two years from now i might be bigger than that but i want to say i'm so happy he was able to shout out dame dash because truth be told they put a lot of work into the early stages of Rockefeller just as much as Jay. And I'm happy he did that with Biggs. But the fact that he even said, like, I know we don't see eye to eye right now, but, you know, thank you for getting me to where I am today. And that is so cool that Jay-Z was able to recognize that. I love that. And on top of that, for, for Dame to even look at that, like, look, let's squash the bullshit. Let's talk. And, I, and I'm happy. I, I hope that we can see them in the same room together in today's time. I mean... Last time I seen it to you know them together, you know Jay Z had a you know had a the, he was the low cut. Now he looking like Basquiat. So uh, I hope that they can be able to do that soon and everything. Um, and then even him talking about his second album and how he was talking about like it wasn't as good, you know, because he tried to go to a different sound, but at the same time he was able to make it work. I mean, this there were some records on there. I still think it's top five Jay Z uh, for in my lifetime volume one, which like I mentioned it just came out, but. I do like that project still, even though I could go without the, the Sunshine record. I could have. Uh, or I know what girls like. I can go without that. But it's still a great project. It's still talking about that, you know, the early stages. I mean, he talked about on the on the shop with, you know, LeBron and them, how he still wore a bulletproof vest. That wasn't for show. That was literally like, I'm wearing this because we're still in a war. But I still got to record this music in the music video. So great thing. And then to cop it all off, he talked about Obama. He said that Obama gave him the phone call like, look, I need you for this campaign because, you know, you got that voice and I, I feel like we can really get these people to vote. And I can look back at that in 2008 
that definitely was the case. I definitely uh, saw that. And, and just the fact that that happened, I feel like it did help uh, young voters like myself to even want to vote for Obama more. Because, hey, you get that stamp of approval from the big homie, you know, only, you know, only times will tell. So Jay for getting this for a bunch of platinum records he has, a bunch of um you know tours sold out, the amount of records he sold, and the clothing, the you know and all that. This man is also just on a press run doing the the Hard Day Fall movie. I haven't officially as I'm recording this, I haven't seen it, but it is on my radar to watch. But I can't wait because you know me. Black Cowboys. I love watching something like that, and I can't wait to do that. He even did the sound, you know, did some songs on the soundtrack. Big ups for him for getting Jada Kiss and Conway the Machine on the same record with him. That is big and major. And my man was on Instagram for about two days. Jay was like, "I'm only gonna promote this." It was a big deal, and um, he's not on Instagram no more. But it was a good situation. So Hove. I mean, props to you once again for being part of, you know, everything that you're doing and everything, uh, you know, continue to be great and to inspire someone like myself to see the bottom of the bottom and then <laughs> from the top of the top. But <laughs> for real, uh, thanks once again for just doing you and inspiring a lot of us to one day be as big as you no matter what it is, if we playing sports, doing podcasting, or mu making music. Big ups to him for getting that Hall of Fame. Now, before I get into the next segment, and I'm going to be bringing somebody special to that segment, I got to let y'all know, of course, as I always do, if you didn't listen to Random Combos from the Couch podcast, this is what you missed from the last episode. <laughs> It is what it is, but my whole thing is don't tell me one thing and then you going off and you going off with some my other nigga, shit. My nigga, you are shitting on niggas yeah. right now. And so to end it off with the whole thing about you know, like push it, not push it, excuse me. Um, Big Sean and John Legend not agreeing with your bullshit, and and they and y'all were friends, especially you and John Legend. Y'all were friends. John Legend knew that he's like, look, I can't fuck with the Trump shit, but you're my friend. Mm -hmm. He he separated that, mm -hmm. you know. And for Kanye to still say that shit. My, my whole thing, the first thing that went to my mind was Kanye wants yes men around him. He does. And and I, the problem I have with that, because I don't fuck with nobody's mental health, and I know he was going through some shit, but the problem is, is that the people around him, to me, how it was being translated to us, they weren't helping him. They was allowing him to still do the bullshit. I mean, on top of that, the worst thing you ever did was sign Big Shine? Uh, you released Yeezus, Life of Pablo, Yay, Jesus is King. You got that bullshit-ass haircut. You did the shit with Taylor Swift. That's the worst thing that you ever did with some Big Sean. Fuck out of here. Fuck that nigga. All right, everyone. So, I got to go ahead and do something for the ladies. Well, you know, of course the men, too, because I listened to this project and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But, of course, I'm going to do a review I have to have someone who also listened to the project about 20 times over, probably more than me, but I did definitely listen to it, do my homework and everything like that. So let's get into Summer Walker's Still Over review. Over It was the most recent album from uh, Miss Summer Walker. And for me to do a review on this project, I got to have a woman's touch. I got to have somebody... That I know is listened to the album about 20 times since Friday. <laughs> so, welcome back to the show, my beautiful 
wife, Charisma. Hey, everyone. Yeah, from Random Combos from the Couch. I, I can say that too, you know, collab episode or collab <laughs> segment. You know, who knows? You're going to stick around with me and everything like that. So here's the thing. Like I said, I got to have a woman's touch on it because if I talk about it, it I don't. It, here's the thing. I think the project was good, but we'll dive in deeper into it. But at the same time, I know you enjoy the project and listen to it. So, you know, of course, we, we can really get uh, more of your thoughts on the project and everything like that. So we won't go through every track, but most of them and okay. everything. Uh, so first things first, one thing that I like about um, about this project is that, you know, when she put out the track listening, she did the dates of, you know, the, the moments that she recorded the, the album. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've noticed is that a lot of those tracks were recorded in 2019, which was the same year that she did uh, Over It. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I was just, you know, I got to applaud her because that means she was really working. Right, like and, immediately after Over It released, she mm-hmm. was back in the studio. Yeah, and, and on top of that, I like that she kept a lot of the songs um that she released you know later so it's like almost like we'll say these because you know when artists do like over 50 100 tracks they basically put themselves in a position where like they know that this would sound better on the sophomore project or you know keeping mm-hmm. it or even for you know future. i saw too um because you know people were talking about obviously people know that i'm about her relationship with london on the track of course everyone knows that um she was they were very open with their relationship or whatever. Yes. Um, and when they would have issues, she would be vocal mm-hmm. on Instagram. He would too. Yeah. Um, they would make posts like single or, mm-hmm. you know. The common toxic relationship. Yeah. Or when he would get her stuff, he would post the gifts or whatever. Yeah. Um, I know people are talking about this album in particular because he is credited mm-hmm. on a lot of the songs. Um, like almost half the album yeah actually i looked it up only like three of them are from this year but then but then on top of that a lot of those that he's he's you know he's credited on it wasn't just him as a producer yeah and i which, and, and yeah. a lot of those songs too mm-hmm. which he was credited on mm-hmm. it wasn't really the songs when she was like shitting on him yeah it was it wasn't like it was just regular like mute baby mu- yeah yeah so definitely like that and so one thing i also want to highlight from um, the uh, the beginning to the ending of the album, it was an excellent placement of the track list because mm-hmm. it all flowed, and I love when the album flows. I yeah, you definitely it, yeah. saw the transition mm-hmm. of their relationship. Yes, to and, her and, like beginning, she was defending her man. Of course. To the end, she's like, "Fuck this nigga." Exactly, and like, that's why I, I, like, I, I like I deserve a better man. I love storytelling albums. I love when. When projects are not just like, hey, let's get the hottest songs. They just out there and it's just, it flows. And it's the albums that I love the most. I'm so sorry. I just realized I cursed. Is that allowed? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You can say it all. I realized I was like, dang. My bad. Trying to be all proper. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, Well, they might know I cursed, so. Yeah, well, (laughs) if you listen to everyone who comes from the couch, you should already know that. But we'll go ahead and get into the project. So bitter, great opening to the album, and I love it. Love Cardi. Within the first thirty seconds, I knew when she was like, "Bitch, better stop playing with me." Mm -hmm. And then she got her on. And then, like, even when she started, like, even her tongue when she was like bitter i was like oh shit that's like one of my i had a running bag i was like right. i was i didn't even get through the like the song when i first heard it mm-hmm. i was like i gotta start all over yeah it, it sometimes it'd be like that like, i was like I was she already like 
it's already hitting. Right. So I definitely enjoyed that, you know, and, and Cardi being on for the narration, like with a little voicemail or just like, you know, like if they want to clout chase, you clout chase back. You know, I mm-hmm. love that she got it on there because we know about a lot of Cardi's relationship with Offset. So yeah. that, it was just like a good fit. Um, I'm not going to get into the second song because, you know, I don't really like that one. You know, it was a cool little scene. But it, it fits into the album. It like, does. When it she's does. like, Bitter Baby Mamas, yeah. the next song, she goes for a reason. Yeah, um, but I love No Love with, with, uh, with SZA. SZA. I felt like when they were, like, on the track, I felt like they was as one. Like, mm-hmm. almost like, because a lot of times when you mention SZA. Do you think they make similar music? Huh? You think they make similar music? Yes, I do. I, well, it, they it, said SZA make a lot of toxic music. Well, I mean, I feel like they both have a good... Because this thing, I feel like they could do a collab album if they, they wanted could. to. And they could do a collab tour. I mean, the way they perform. But I think they yeah. have... Yeah, I feel like they'd have the same fan base. Exactly. You know, and, and I feel like they, they can back, uh, piggyback. Because a lot of they people... Just, they make good songs. Exactly. And I felt like this one was a good feature. That's why I said I felt like they were as one on this on this particular song. I do love No Love. So, I can say that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that. Uh, to me, Throw It Away and Reciprocate, it felt like a part one and a part two. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of just, you know, how it flowed from the album. But I did like both of them. At one point, I forgot that I was listening to Reciprocate, and I thought I was still on um, Throw It Away because she even mentioned how it just, it. How it just kind of flowed into the yeah, next Yeah, but it wasn't like a bad thing. It's almost like, you know how like when the beat switch, I kind of thought that was that when I first listened to it, but I did love that song on there and everything. I love You Don't Know Me. Oh, yes. Look, y'all, that to me was like an interlude. Like, they could, they just would have to print it. Yeah, uh, I, that was probably, parentheses. I mean, I'm just assuming like that song is like, Okay, she with this dude, mm-hmm. and she realizing this nigga don't know me at all. Exactly, and and I, and, the, and the thing is, is that pretty much every song on this project, everybody, every girl at least can re- has a can relate to a song on there. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one was definitely there, but I mean, I thought that it was to me, it was like an interlude, but it was a good one. Yo, I'm gonna go in for like the hook to insane. God bless me. God help me. I think I'm insane. I fucking love that hook. I love it. I don't yeah. know. The way she said, God help me. I, I can't sing y'all, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I know the song, but how you just sang it, I'm like, do I even know that song? Because the I, way you just sang it, that tone, I messed that up. ain't it. It's okay. <laughs> but I, I do like that song. All right. But one song I really enjoy. I like Constant Bullshit. Yes. That's the one I was getting into. Do you need that hook what you sang? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, for real, y'all, I'm going to tell you right now. I feel like this is like a song that's going to be on repeat for a lot of ladies on this album. That that song right there, that it was just, it fit. I love that song and everything. Love switching nigga out. Yeah, love you know, it. I didn't write it for, you know, right down, but, uh, yeah, give me your thoughts about that song. I just love it. She's just. She's- she said she. I, I did like the, how she was talking about the playlist. She was like, you know, I'm used to switching out a nigga. Yeah. That's what she normally do. Right. So you ain't nothing, to, you know. I, I like the beat. I just like how she, because the beat is mm-hmm. like, reminds me of like bitter. Like, I love like the, it reminds me of like of toxic too, just like the beat of it. Right. I like her flow on it. Right. All right. So I'm going to get into like, you know, one of the best ones on there. Unloyal with Ari Lennox. They, yo, for real, this song. I like that, uh, what was it, saxophone? Yes, the saxophone was not, I thought it was Masego at first, you know. But this song is like, if I could go into a mind of a woman, I feel like this is like 
a song where women can be like, why men deserve less? <laughs> because even even Ari was like, you know, you were all in Kim, Kevin Samuels. Yes, that's on that. You know, but it, it, that that song, especially for Ari, for with the stuff that she was going with, not even mm-hmm. like relationships with people going at her online. You know, like it's so crazy because I love the fact that she had both of these women on here mm-hmm. because both of these women are amazing talented singers they make great r&b great music. vocals great lyrics yeah so i'm happy that um they're all on the album mm-hmm. i don't know if it would ever happen but it would be really cool if like if they went on like a tour yeah and it was like the three of them mm-hmm. that would sell out right also i feel like in That'd a way be a great R&B um, tour. it's almost like even like when i think about kalani mm-hmm. and uh danae uh, in all of them, like I feel like a lot of the music is like it's it's, it's speaking to women, and, and it's giving it's giving a lot of like that power and everything like that. Um, but I will say for uh, uh, Unloyal, for real, mm-hmm. with a live band, that's that's gonna be like the I song. I think Summer would actually only perform with a live band. Yeah, which I feel like that song. But Toxic with Lil Durk. Toxic, Ooh, toxic, yeah. <laughs> for real, y'all, Lil Durk. Is on his best when he does guest features. He does. And it was cool to get a guy on it. And it, who better? You know, mm-hmm. getting Dirk on there. So I'm happy. I love that song. And his verses have gotten better for sure. Yeah. Now, that right there to me with uh, with Pharrell and the Neptunes, yeah, I could have went without it. It's, but it's a feel-good beat. It, it's a feel Yeah. Maybe she's trying to have some of that right there. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Like, if you if you were to put it on a playlist at a cookout or whatever, that I would like it. Is but I think, but it's like, it's going to be one of them songs that, you know, I can go without. Like, the the, the X song. But it makes sense, you know, so I'll, I'll say that. You like screwing? Yes, with Omarion. Okay, first of all. Uh, screwing. <laughs> Big shouts out to DJ Camper. DJ Camper produced songs like Raver with Nicki Minaj. You uh, already know that with Ro James. Someone in America with Jay-Z. So in some things with Big Crit, that's how I first really knew about him. But I did like how he put his touch on this song with uh, Marion. And Marion's he fit the song. He did. I like how every song that she's made a feature, they knew the assignment. They understood it. And I love that. So um definitely happy with that one. Uh, Broken Promises was my dark horse, but my favorite song on the album. Uh, it's just really, yeah, because like you can't tell me about my man. You know, I I like something like that. I felt like when I listened to it, that for me, even though it's like I'm just listening to it just because it's good music, I can't relate to it. But I could say I like that song, and that's probably one of my favorites on the album, definitely. Uh, stuff like that. Damn, now, I don't, now I feel like I had to listen to it. Right. You know what's so crazy? I've listened to this album so many times. Probably, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Probably like 20 freaking times. But, but, but here's the thing you never have. But it's like it's gotten to the point where I could probably do the whole album like if I know how it goes. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm gonna get into this real quick. I love Session 33. Well, Session 33 was good because I like Session 32. Well, you know the single, but Session 33. Was good. She wrote that. That's some, that's that's a song she wrote herself. And you know, I think she said too on her Instagram live when they asked her what was the hardest song to write. It was this one. And she said, I, yes, she had the most difficult song, the most difficult time writing that song. Mm, so she must have got a lot of writers block. But I mean, but you no, never I, I think it was like like the saddest. Oh, I because see it was like I think where she realized this is the end of us. 
kind of how she described on Instagram Live. Almost like if a girl, if like, it, like it, the it breakup was, text. Yeah, it was the hardest one for her to write, like mm-hmm. emotionally. So like, this could be like her four-page letter. Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. Because I mean, it's she. She's the only one that wrote it, so clearly it's about. You know, her in London, she's like, we don't vibe. Like, see, I wouldn't have even known that. Uh, because at the same time, see, you you giving me some. And that's why I was like, I know you got a little bit more information. You listen to it so many times. So you I have. Know. I yeah. have. All right, so I'm gonna say this real quick. I did love uh, the interlude to Fourth Baby Mama because you know Sean Garrett, cool, and I love Ninth One. He produced it. I took it as y'all ain't ready for what the next track is about. For to Fourth Baby Mama. What she say? First of all, your mama should have whooped your ass. Mm. The opening <laughs> line. You knew she was about to take it there. To me, this was the most classiest way to intro a song. I love it. When, that and, when she about to shit on a nigga. The exposing. Love it. love it. The exposing. It was almost. She said, Your mama should have whooped your ass. Yeah, because if you would have had some act right, you would have known how to treat me right. But what, but what the next line she said, but your mama didn't care because she lit. She like, What the fuck you give her? Which is actually really fucked up. Right. That his mama is like, Well, she says his mama is like that. And she said, You know, your mama wouldn't even with you when you didn't have shit. Mm hmm. See? And then she called it hit me up. Thought she talking about you trying to you trying to race with thug. <laughs> what she talking about the drink? She said she she oh she said that you didn't even start bombing. She said you didn't even basically start taking me to extravagant place or lavishing me with gifts. And she said until Drake hopped on the track because if you guys know he was on the Girls Need Love Two remix. Yeah, which I felt from like Summer's first album. It's over it, but at the same time I think that. She could. She she didn't have to do it if she didn't. You know, not saying that it was against our will. None. I'm just saying that the one by herself was mm-hmm. still as good. Yeah, it, it was. But like. But I understand to get that big. Feature but even like her saying it, I'm like, damn, one you want. You like he, this nigga? He cloud chasing. You do shit for the gram, right? But you ain't like that in real life, right? Because even she was like, you know, you call me. She said, you, you know, you call me your queen. Mm-hmm. But that's just an R and B, right? I was like, ooh, a bar. <laughs> See that fourth baby mama? Because I listened to that before you did. And I said, when you get to this song, text me when you're done. Because <laughs> this shit, you know, it was crazy. Um, All the lyrics in there is like. Crazy. Oh, and, and, and I got in, in the, the the sample from a profile with the last song. You're mm-hmm. a liar, a cheater, a deceiver. And then, and then, mm-hmm. she said, what'd you say? How could you make me spend my whole fucking pregnancy alone? Nigga, you left her? Mm. She was pregnant by herself. Mm. You know, like, seriously, though, like, it's just like, niggas ain't shit, yo. But, but see, and I'm going to tell you why, because she defended your fucking ass. Yes. On fucking bitter. She was standing up for you, talking about y'all won't let him see his kids. See, that, that album um, placement you know, But you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I stuck up for you. Mm-hmm. And this is how you do me? Treat me like a fourth baby mom. Look, right. we ain't even around. See? Talking about you making music. She yeah. said, she said other people said they made them damn beats. Mm. So, I'm saying the classiest way to expose them. So, for real, y'all, if you got multiple baby mamas, mm, I don't know. You know, you gotta be around. This album is a classic. Yeah, we can end it off with this. Sierra's Prayer. Now, I don't have it on my, my phone. I don't you know, either. But I gotta I gotta um credit DJ Detox from the uh, from the people for the people in the back podcast. And he said on Twitter, wonder how long Sierra took to come up with this prayer for that song, because I doubt it was the original. And I ain't gonna pray. I, I was like I mean of course it's not, but I, and I know because I take we, 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 we knew where she was supposed to go. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it took a while. But I understood what he was saying. But Yeah, like I know. mean 
we knew where we knew what the vision was. Yeah, we knew what the vision was. Yeah, but but um, overall, y'all, if you guys have not heard, still over it, I was highly anticipating this project. Yes, because I love over it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, still to this day, I, yeah. it came out two years ago, and you still and bumping it, and it's it's a good project. And it's this I've listened to the album so much for like over it. Mm-hmm. When the song ends, I know exactly the next song is coming up. Mm-hmm. I may not know the name. <laughs> but I know the flow of it. I know the flow of the whole album. I know. I did, you know how I did that with the blueprint. The yeah, like I. You gonna get to that? I'm, I'm, I say about thirty days away. And the thing that's like unfortunate because I know, you know, summer. I would love, love, love to see her on tour, but I know she doesn't really have great stage presence. Um, but you know, like I've told you before too. Even though you know she's always made it known that she does have social anxiety and stuff like that right but i don't know if you guys have ever seen her perform um like she did a tiny desk Mm -hmm. um even when she performed like for the bet awards Mm -hmm. or even when she's performed on like i think it was like jimmy kimmel or jimmy fallon or whatever um she looks up there she looks uncomfortable yeah she does yeah but she sounds the exact same like her voice does not quiver or anything like that. She sounds just like her album. It's just the way it looks. The the look of yeah, it versus just, the actual sound. She you just know. looks uncomfortable. Yeah, because some people may not even look uncomfortable, but you can hear it in their voice. They but are. you know what, though? She is so talented as an artist. Mm-hmm. And even so, like, I know her voice is still there. Mm-hmm. Though she doesn't have the best stage presence, I would still want to see her in concert. Yeah. I mean, hey, it makes up for it. It you does. Know? So... Props to you, Summer, uh, for coming out with this one. You're two and zero, two and zero, and um, and and then I, last year came out in November too, right? Was that? And well, over it came out in November. Oh, uh, like the complete set thing? No, over it. The first one. Didn't oh, come out I want to say it was October. Oh, you know, Scorpio I, season. Yeah, I think she came out with two Scorpio albums. I don't know the f- official date, you know, and everything. Oh, uh, real quick because uh, I was gonna put. I'm definitely gonna put this in to say this right now, but. Uh, you know, someone has said that this is going to be the highest charting album of, from a female R&B artist since Lemonade. And then at that point, I realized Lemonade is not an R&B album. But uh, for but Summer... Yeah, Beyonce's more pop than R&B. Exactly. Like, come on. She's, Beyonce is no, not shitting on R&B. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is bigger than R&B. Yeah. You know, I at, can't just limit her to one genre. Exactly. Like, so at the same time, some of the excellent on this project, I I heard rumors as well that she is projected to do 200,000. Actually, 000. Uh, Over It was released October 4th. So oh, not quite Scorpio, okay. but, but fall. Okay, fall. You know, um, yeah. So October, next year she can come out in December or two years because, you know, two year thing in December. But with that being said, summer. If you ever listen to this, and that'd be great because that'd be great for my my listeners. But if you ever listen to, to this podcast, you are an amazing artist. Yes, we love you. Don't always agree with your uh, personal views on certain things. Yeah, but as far <laughs> as your artistry, you are amazing. Continue to make amazing music. You do have fans out there that do love your music, as myself, as yeah. Cody does too. Mm-hmm. So keep doing you, girl. Yeah. We love it all. Keep and we'll going. still listen to you too, even if. Even when you find love and you happy, we'll still listen. I know I will. I know. <laughs> Real quick before we... Uh, well, can we... I say that? Because, you know, motherfuckers sometimes only like when niggas are sad. Right. They don't like it when they have the happy music, unfortunately. I completely understand. So, real quick before uh, I get into the next thing, you want to go ahead and nominate one of the two Patusis? 
From summer or it in can, general? It could be in general or summer. Um, what we're going to do, if we're going to do summer, um, go ahead and listen to Bitter, y'all. Okay. We'll go ahead and get into that, y'all. Better stop playing with me. It's that time, it's that time. For my favorite part of the podcast, that is Two for Tuesdays. We'll go ahead and get into that. And as you heard from the last part of the review I just did with Charisma, she went ahead and decided to pick Bitter, which is the one of the best songs on the project we just talked about. So this is Bitter, Summer Walker. Mad at the fact that it's me But this bigger than me alone So why you putting on But a shade Roman Insta Just be looking for attention Trust me you can get it Pull up whenever, whenever You know I'm with it, don't get it twisted Nothing like none of these but sometimes I get in my feelings. Sometimes I know I be tripping. But why these calling our business? How you don't care about the children? How you supposed to be there? Y'all won't let them get them. How you post it like that on a grant for a thousand? I bet you can't post a picture. Wondering if you even know this for real. Learning that you for real. Baby on a groupie for real. And I know she thought she struck when she let it Man, that bitch is looking stuck And I bet you when you that she thought she came up Now that bitch is feeling dumb She probably thought it came with a million She probably thought you changed how she living Probably thought it came with the fame and the riches Bitter Mad at me, mad at my Mad at the fact he ain't with you Mad at the fact that it's me But this to me and you alone So why you putting on For the shade room and insta Should be looking for attention Bitch, baby mama Always put a pain in it Never it's a problem Always put the blame on it Instead of trying to solve it Always wanna gossip Her and in front of me talking But whatever they be saying ain't about Banging Supposed to pay for their outfit Getting us and feet down and I hit it Yeah, you ain't Claim you independent but you ain't it Living such a night still can't pay rent mm-hmm. You ain't So you're judging with your mommy and you ain't rich But you want that to support what you think this is Dribble mm-hmm. cause you let us That don't mean he ever knew ya Passing on me, don't got a future. This mind for life, no switch sides. We ride and die, that's why I know you. Better mad at me, mad at my. Mad at the fact he ain't with you. Mad at the fact that it's me, but this bigger than me and you alone. So why you putting on? 
for the shade room and insta Just be looking for attention Okay, so what I want to go ahead and get for the next record, I got to go, if if we're going to stay in the theme for Summer Walker right now, I got to play my favorite Summer Walker song. And yes, I'm taking it back to a little earlier before Over It, right? One of my favorite songs from Summer Walker is CPR. And I, and I go front, every time I listen to this song now, it makes me think about uh, the the beginning of a, a vlog that I see from uh, Tasha Washa. She's on YouTube. Check her out right now. But for real, got to get into one of my favorite Summer Walker songs, and that's CPR.
All right, everyone. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here, get out of your hair. But I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the episode of Access Code Podcast. So let's go ahead and get into the last remarks of the show. Of course, go ahead and follow your boy on social media. That's at Access Code Pod. And if possible, two for Tuesday or even interview, you know, collaborations. If you want to go ahead and collab with your boy, hit me up on the Gmail. That's at accesscodepod at gmail.com. All the music that is, if it's available, of course, on Apple Music will be played on my Access Code playlist. Just go ahead and search Cody Thomas. I believe that's how you get to the thing like that go ahead and rate review and subscribe to my podcast i'm on apple i'm on spotify i'm on amazon music and i'm on Podbean. i'm gonna try to see if i get some more in the works but we'll see how that goes and everything like that and of course because i gotta mention it every single episode because you know i do i love you guys i truly do thank you once again for listening to me fly pod yeah I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs>